All right, it's good to have you here tonight, and let's go ahead and take our Bibles, and I'd like us to turn to uh, 2 Timothy in the New Testament, and I want to just cover kind of a thought here this evening on a fight, or a good fight, what that entails. And so, again, 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you turn over there, uh, we'll go ahead and read the first seven verses of this chapter as we consider here tonight how to fight a good fight. And uh, as we consider this thought, I encourage you again to follow along as we consider some thoughts here in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 1, the Bible says, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall return unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I want to consider this thought here tonight, how to fight a good fight. Let's pray as we consider this thought. Father, thank you again uh, for tonight. Thank you for this brief time. We can look into the Word of God and consider some thoughts on fights in the Bible and fights that might, again, come into our life or fights that we might be engaged in. Again, I pray that you would help us to fight fights, the good kind of fight. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Again, as we consider this thought about fights here this evening, I want to consider the fact that boxing fights can last a long time. I never knew this until just very recently, but a boxing fight in the past could last until someone normally was knocked out. And again, that doesn't mean that's the way all boxing fights were. Again, there's different ways that people fought. But again, there were very long fights historically. In fact, the longest, longest match uh, in history, again, of recorded history, as far as I could tell, was a 99-round fight in 1933. Again, between Simon Brin and Alexander McCoy. And they fought in this fight. They battled back and forth between the two of them. There wasn't anybody that was knocked out, I believe, in this fight. But in the end, Bryn, after the fight, died three days later due to injuries sustained in that 99-round fight. Now, I don't know how long, again, that boxing fight was back there in 1833, but they said the match lasted three hours. Over three hours. Can you imagine fighting for three hours? Boxing fight for three hours. Quite a difference between fights in the past and fights today. Again, the old fights used to last 15 rounds until 1982. As far as boxing is concerned, there were 15-round fights until 1982 where they changed the fight rules to a 12-round fight so that they could have the fights on TV and the fight would last less than an hour. Again, those fights would be three minutes at a time, and again, a minute of rest between. 
And so the average match would run around 47 minutes. And if the whole fight lasted the whole time, of course, it would last about an hour. But again, when it comes to fights, boxing fights, you'll find, again, if you check out fight history and boxing fights, that some had even died after a fight, as in the case of Simon Brin, who died after this fight with Alexander McCoy. Again, you'll find, again, people sometimes die in these kinds of fights, and these fights, again, were for different kinds of championships, fought in different places around the world. And uh, you can look at boxing fights, you can look at MAA fights, you can figure out there's other kinds of fights. But uh, in, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 7, Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I've fought a good fight. Now there's a lot of fights that one could get involved with, but not everything is a good fight. Uh, there's political fights, there's certainly family fights, there's military fights, there's opinion fights, or physical fights, there's all kinds of different fights uh, that anybody and everyone could get involved with. But again, here we find in the Bible that Paul writes, I have fought a good fight. And he also mentions back in verse number five that he wanted Timothy, I believe, also to fight a good fight. It doesn't say that exactly here, but it does say that in verse number uh, five, it says, but watch thou when all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. He wants him to endure afflictions as again, a preacher. He wants him to make full proof of his ministry and he wants him to do the work of an evangelist. These are all things that I believe are involved with a good fight. But as we consider here this thought on a good fight, I want to say this about fights. Uh, we should be cautious not to take up just any kind of a fight. There are ill-advised fights. There are unnecessary fights. And again, I want to talk about them first of all. First of all, let's talk about some unadvised fights. First of all, I want to classify these fights as, first of all, being unprofitable. That is, they do not profit. The difference between a good fight and a profitable fight is, again, a good fight will profit someone. The fight that Paul was in was a good fight. The fight that Timothy was to get involved with is a good fight. The Christian fight is a good fight. But they're fights that we need to avoid. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. You'll see in the scriptures, and I believe you'll see even in real life, that there will be unprofitable fights that take place sometimes in and around us. And again, when I, one of these kinds of fights that could take a, a place around us would be what I call a fight between like types of people. Like types of people. People fighting each other. It could be a family fight. It could be a church member fight. And uh, sometimes you find people get involved with these unprofitable kinds of fights. Galatians chapter 5 and uh, verse number 15. The Bible says here, But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. That sounds crazy to, to have this in the epistle to the church, uh, the Galatians, the churches of Galatia. But it says this, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. 
And so you see here in the Bible the possibility of Christians fighting Christians, church members fighting church members. Again, in the churches of Galatia, there was some false doctrine that had spread into the churches of Galatia, which led to people taking sides here. And uh, some believing within the church and being, again, uh, deceived in the church concerning the need for circumcision to be added to salvation. And so there was some fighting that was taking place. And here Paul writes to this church, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Again, it's not good to have these kinds of fights, but there were fights that were possible because of some false doctrine that had crept into the church. There are bad fights or wrong fights, ill-advised fights, get fights that don't profit and Certainly for Christians to bite and devour one another certainly isn't going to be a good thing when it comes to the kingdom of God. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we also see here uh, Paul write to another church. Again, he wrote to some churches there in Galatia, but he writes specifically to the church at Corinth here about some fighting that was going on between them. And again, we don't know exactly, again, the magnitude of it, but again, it talks about the fighting here to some degree in verse number 20. 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 20, it says, For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, that I shall have found you unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, and that's fighting with words, debates, Envings, wrath, strifes, backbiting, whisperings, swellings, tumults. Tumults. That would even be a physical kind of fight. Again, in the church at Corinth, they certainly didn't agree with one another doctrine. There certainly was pride in a lot of different things in this particular church. I'm not here again to tear down this church, but you see in this church them involved with debates, envies, wrath, strifes, backbiting, whispering, swellings, tumults. Christians involved with fights that they, they shouldn't be involved with. Certainly, again, as you think about fights that we could be involved with, there are certainly many different fights that would uh, be possible certainly in a person's life. Again, here we find again Christians fighting Christian, church member against church member. Again, you can find family fights and friend fights and uh, again fights between again uh, individuals that shouldn't be fighting. They're political fights. Uh, again, if you turn to Genesis chapter 13, where, would you, where should we be when it comes to uh, fighting? Uh, between likes, people of the same stripe, of the same kind in general. I'd say the general rule is we shouldn't be fighting uh, between likes. Similar types of people. Fights between other people, again, shouldn't be uh, happening either to a large degree. But notice here in Genesis chapter 13 and at verse number 7 through verse number 8, the Bible talks about some struggles between uh, some again some family members here in verse 7 and 8 it says and there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt uh, then in the land and Abram said to Lot let there be no strife 
I pray thee between me and thee, between thy her, my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. And so the first kind of fights that you can see, again, as we talk about fights, and again, we're not talking about good fights, but we're talking about irregular fights or, again, fights of very little profit. Uh, again, you find here in the Bible, there could be people involved with unprofitable fights. And even Lot and Abraham's herdmen were fighting over land, water, etc. And, and some people fight over possessions and, and different things along that lines, especially, again, when it comes to uh, the lost world. But we need to avoid internal fights and, and fights between likes, so to speak. Again, if you turn to the New Testament, Luke chapter 22, you find even seemingly between the apostles some rivalry between them. And uh, again, you, you say, why is this? Well, people like to be better than someone else or it's, at least think they're better than someone else or try to be better than someone else or, 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 or want to be in a position where maybe they, that others might think them uh, to be in a position of greater than somebody else. In fact, look here in Luke chapter 22 and verse number 24. The Bible says, And there was a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. So there's trouble between the disciples. There's strife because who's the greatest? And so we find in the Bible on profitable fights. I want to talk about, secondly, again, as we talk about fights to avoid, we should avoid unprofitable fights. But secondly, what I call unwarranted fights. Let's turn to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. Unwarranted fights. Now, this would be something that was just plain unnecessary. Uh, not necessary to get involved with, not necessary to be a part of. Uh, Paul fought a good fight, but he didn't try to get involved with Again, unprofitable fights or what I call unwarranted fights. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse number 23, the Bible says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. If you want to get in a fight with someone else, the Bible says, Foolish and unlearned questions avoid. And so questions that are foolish and questions that are classified here again in the Bible as unlearned questions avoid. And so questions about things that cannot be answered can lead to fights sometimes. Uh, people get involved with unwarranted fights, fighting over spiritual talk or issues where there's no clear answer in the Bible. I'm not going to get in a fight over the son's uh, back there, the sons of men back in Genesis chapter 6. You know, some people want to get in a fight over them. They want to say, well, who were they? Were they this? Were they that? Were they angels? Were they real men? What were they? I'm not going to fight over things like that. Let's turn to Titus chapter 3. Someone might come up with maybe a question that can't really be answered. You know, a question maybe about uh, who's, whose wife was this? Or where did they get a wife? You know, there's uh, scoffers and that sort of thing. They, they want you to get in a fight over questions that can't be answered uh, sometimes. And so, again, avoid those unwarranted fights. Titus chapter 3, verse number 3, it says, For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, dece deceived, 
uh, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. And uh, certainly we should be in a position where, uh, again, we're not in a position where we're trying to, to, to find, again, problems with, with uh, different things and, and problems with different people, hating and hating one another. Uh, it mentions it in verse number nine also. It says, but avoid foolish questions, genealogies, and contentions, and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Avoid questions, genealogies, uh, contentions, and strivings. Again, uh, we're not to be Christians just looking for a fight or trying to get in a fight. Again, uh, some people might seem to try to pick a fight, and yet we should seek to avoid those kinds of fights. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. They used to call uh, maybe uh, some of our kind, so to speak, fighting fundamentalists. And uh, they're always known for fighting, fighting with the wrong crowd. Yes, fighting again against the truth at times, but yet fighting sometimes within and without, fighting fundamentalists. Again, I don't know if we want to be classified as fighting fundamentalists. Uh, Romans chapter 12, certainly if we're fighting a good fight, that's fine. But just fighting for the sake of fighting, that's not a good thing. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says this. Uh, it says, uh, if it be possible, as much as lieth within you, live peaceably with all men. If you can live peaceably with all men, you should strive to be peaceable in general. Christians aren't pacifists, but they should be peaceable. We are primarily defensive as Christians. We are to fight the good fight. We are to defend the truth. We are to explain the truth. We are to proclaim the truth. But defend the truth is defensive. Again, explain the truth is defensive. Proclaim the truth may be offensive. I get that. But we're not there to pick a fight. Let's turn to first. Peter chapter 3. Study the pattern of Jesus, Paul, and Peter. They didn't seek to get into fights. They didn't get seek to get in a skirmish. They didn't seek to get in a, in a battle necessarily of words in, in general. Yes, they would contend for the faith with the word of God. Yes, they would speak the truth in love. And they would speak the truth sometimes uh, to, to explain a position. And that's certainly that's something we need to be able to do. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 15, the Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh the reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready to give an answer to every man that asks, they ask. Sometimes we get in fights because we maybe provide too many uh, things We try to get in a fight for fight's sake. Christians need to, again, seek to, again, uh, give the gospel, I'll give the truth out, but again, getting in a fight over things that don't matter uh, certainly isn't a wise thing to do. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. I could, I could probably pick a fight with a lot of my relatives, and I just say this, over the Bible. 
I could get in a fight over what the Bible says and what they don't believe. I, 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 I know to some degree what some of my relatives don't believe. But I don't try to pick a fight around things I don't believe except for uh, things concerning the truth and especially that of salvation. I'm not going to fight around some of the issues of our day. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 and uh, verse number 6, the Bible says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. Now, again, this is a picture of a person giving the truth, that which is holy, to dogs, to unbelievers. And then casting pearls, and again, pearls of truth, I believe this would represent, before swine. And then it says that they're just going to trample these things under the holy and the pearls, they're just going to trample them over and they're going to turn again and they're going to rend you. They're going to hurt you. And so, again, it's not a wise thing, again, to, to seek to, again, cast things before uh, individuals that aren't going to get what you're uh, going to be talking to them about. I'm not going to uh, uh, pick bones, so to speak, or contentions and, and create unnecessary fights. Let's turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 4. But again, when it comes to a fight, Christians need to be willing to be engaged in a good fight. And uh, Paul, again here, was telling Timothy to keep in the fight. And uh, this fight was a fight of faith and a fight for truth. And that's what the good fight is about. It's a fight for right. It's a fight for truth. And again, let's read through this again. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1. It says, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead that is appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they should turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith, therefore, uh, henceforth, sorry, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give, uh, shall give, to me at that day, and not to me all only, but all those that love his appearing. And so Paul wrote that he had finished his fight. He had finished his course. He said he fought a good fight. He had finished his course. And part of the course is the fight. And he says, I've kept the faith. And so I believe, again, as you think about a good fight, it, it, it has to be a fight concerning the faith and the keeping of the faith. And so Paul told Timothy again to fight and he told him he had been in his fight. He had finished his fight. He had finished his course. And how was Timothy to go about this Christian fight? Well, verse number two, it says, preach the word 
be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. He was to teach. He was to preach as far as this fight was concerned. And again, it mentions in verse number three that people would turn from the truth and they turn on the fables. They turn to preachers having itching ears so it would teach them fables instead of the truth. And then he says in verse number five, endure afflictions. And again, I, I think again when it comes to afflictions, afflictions can come as a result of the preaching of the word. Uh, Paul suffered afflictions. Again, we can read about his afflictions. We're not going to here tonight, but he endured many afflictions. And uh, told uh, Timothy to endure those same kinds of afflictions. Do the work of the of evangelist. And so he was going to places he was supposed to evangelize. And so he was to preach the truth. That's offensive, preaching the truth. But yet at the same time, it's defensive. As he would, again, certainly be in cases where he'd have to uh, take the Bible and he would try to reckon with uh, the Jews or whoever it might be, what is the truth? And so the fight of faith. When, when a Christian is involved with the good of fight, they are seeking to endure afflictions for, because of the truth and they are to do the work of an evangelist. And again, I'm not saying, again, everybody can be an evangelist, but be someone who evangelizes and then make full proof of thy, thy ministry. And so... They should be in a place where they're seeking to serve and minister to other people. And so fighting uh, involves serving and fighting involves, again, enduring and fighting involves working. And so all these things were things that I believe not only uh, Paul told Timothy to do, but they were things that he had already done. Again, notice in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 14, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And so he wanted, again, Timothy to continue in the word of God and continue in the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 25 says, In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance that knowledge and the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him and his will. And so he was encouraging him to, to instruct those that oppose themselves. I mean, people that certainly don't agree with you. He was supposed to be in a position where he would meekly instruct them. But notice in verse number 24, it says, But the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. And so even in this instructive process, patiently instructing those that oppose themselves, in meekness instructing those in, that oppose themselves, gently opposing those that uh, oppose themselves. And so he was to use the word in doing these things. Let's turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number uh, 13. Again, when it comes to fighting the good fight, it meant, again, to seeking to stand with the truth, support the truth, speak the truth, sound out the truth, and encourage others that weren't following the truth to follow it. And that's part of the fight, the good fight that we all should be involved with. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 says this, Hold fast the form of sound doctrine, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. 
Stick with that sound doctrine, those sound words. Again, when it comes to fighting, we should fight with words. Fight with the truth. Fight uh, for that which is right. Let's turn to the little book of Jude before the book of Revelation. Again, when it comes to the fighting that Christians should be involved with, they're not looking to get into armed armed combat, not getting into a fight in general, but in a fight to defend the faith, to support the faith, to promote the faith. Uh, Jude, in verse number three, it says, Behold, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it's needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And so we find in the Bible some certainly, and again, as a writer here, Jude writes here, he writes it. Again, we need to earnestly contend for the faith. No, that doesn't mean to not contend at all for the faith. That doesn't mean not to speak out concerning faith, but it means to promote it, to preach it, to declare it, to stand with it. And so we should seek to do that. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Again, preaching the word, doing the work of an evangelist, enduring afflictions. These are part of being in the fight. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2, it says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Preach the word in season, meaning when people want to hear it. Out of season, when people don't want to hear it. But reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Again, you see there in verse number five, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Again, I believe he was encouraging Timothy to make his life count, his ministry count, to do what he could for the Lord Jesus. Again, in verse number seven, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Paul had nothing more really to offer. His course was finished. He had kept the faith. And he was standing with the truth. And he was encouraging Timothy to go on. In verse number 8 and following, it says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day, and not to me only, but all them that love is appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatians, Titus to Dalmatia, only Lucas with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he's profitable for me for ministry. And so he wanted Timothy to carry on. Because some were not carrying on well. Demas, the Bible says, had forsaken me, loving this present world. So he said in verse number 11, bring Mark with you and bring him to me for he's profitable for thee for ministry. Again, when we think about a good fight as a fight for truth, it is an extended fight. Endure, the Bible says, endure 
afflictions. Again, I'm not going to look at afflictions, but we need to endure afflictions for the gospel's sake. Again, when it's difficult, we need to be willing to endure it. Let's turn to Titus chapter 1. Paul didn't write this just to Timothy, but encouraged Titus in, the, in similar fashion, again, to contend for the faith, to be faithful unto the Lord. Titus chapter 1, verse number 4 and 5, it says, To Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, for this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things which are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I have appointed thee. And so he said, I, I want you to do some things that are wanting there, the things that are needful there. There's some service activities. There's some teaching activities. I want you to do these things and keep in the, in the fight. And uh, you'll find again that 2 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, well, let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 instead. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, in, in Paul's, again, fight, his uh, fight was just about over. His course was finished. He was ready to pass on the faith to others that would continue in the faith. He did this through Timothy and Titus and other men. And uh, you find here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 12, that he wanted these individuals to, again, be examples uh, to other people. Let me read verse 11 also. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And so he wanted them to be in the fight and to be examples of believers. Make full proof of thy ministry. Let's turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, a good fight. A good fight is a fight where we avoid unprofitable fights. We avoid unwarranted fights, but we're in a fight for the truth and we're in a fight to let the world know what the truth is. In verse number five, it says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. I have fought a good four, verse seven, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. And so let me encourage you to understand what a good fight looks like. A good fight is a fight for the truth. And again, a fight that encourages us to endure afflictions and do the work of an evangelist and be involved with ministry. Let's close as we consider the word of God here tonight.